Welcome to Friends and Daggers, and I'm Paul, and this is the Daily Vlog, where I get to introduce you to a portion of Scripture that's a, that's a friend that comforts and uh, never fails or forsakes us. It's also a, a dagger where we have a weapon to fight the devil, uh, the world, and our own sinful flesh, but also an opportunity for us to remind one another of all the promises that we have, have in Jesus. Today's A Friend in Dagger is taken from Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 through Two. Now, just a little context before we um, share that, that uh, friend in Dagger. The context is uh, that the people of Israel are now uh, about to return from their exile uh, in Babylon to rebuild the temple and the city of Jerusalem. And so, Zechariah the prophet uh, is given uh, these visions. And one of these is uh, of Joshua, the high priest, who's going to lead the people back and to rebuild the temple, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan is there standing uh, next to, to Joshua, the high priest, and accusing him. And here's the little friend, here's the little dagger. It says there in verse 2 of Zechariah chapter 3, The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? So, uh, specifically, in the office of the ministry, serving as a high high priest, uh, the devil comes, also known as Satan, the accuser, to come and to uh, bring up all of the, the reasons why one is not worthy uh, to serve uh, within the kingdom. Now, that's true of all of us, um, but also specifically true of those serving in the office of the ministry. Um, and so those serving in that office are called to do something that they really understand that they're not worthy uh, to do. Uh, later in Zechariah 3, it describes Joshua dressed in these filthy clothes. And so Satan stands there and points out these filthy clothes and accuses uh, the high priest, basically saying, oh, he's not worthy. He's not, he's not worthy. So Satan accuses us too, because, uh, because we are dressed in filthy clothes, right? If we look at our works and our righteousness, they're just filthy rags before God. And all of this takes place really in, in the conscience. So the filthy clothes are outward uh, renderings of something that's within our heart, uh, something that we all know that we are, we are not worthy in terms of our own good works to stand before God in his presence, much less to, to serve him within the kingdom. And so Satan really uh, rightly points it out, doesn't he? He rightly accuses us. Uh, before God and says, no, they're, they're not worthy. They're not worthy. Well, this is similar to uh, the call of Isaiah, the prophet in Isaiah chapter 6. He's in the temple and all of a sudden these, uh, these seraphs, uh, these six-winged creatures are calling to one another within the temple, holy, holy, holy. And uh, the doors and the thresholds shake and the temple's filled with smoke. And the only thing Isaiah can say is, woe is me. I am ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. So just as Isaiah cries out unclean, so also Joshua the high priest 
about to go back and rebuild the temple, uh, rightly stands there accused by Satan uh, that he also has these filthy rags. Now, there's good news here. Because, yes, we agree with God about our sin, but also God wants to speak to us about how he cleanses us, how he clothes us with different um, works, not our own works, but rather the works of Jesus. So Isaiah, a coal from the altar is taken and the Lord touches his tongue and says, this has touched your lips. Your sin is atoned for. Your guilt is taken away. So the prophet of unclean lips is now given clean, pure lips to proclaim uh, the gospel to the people. So also Joshua, the high priest, is given new white clothes. Now this is a reference um, also to what is, is happening in the heavenlies. In, in Revelation chapter 12, we see there's this war in heaven um, between Michael, the archangel, and uh, the dragon, the devil, and his angels. And there's this war, and the dragon's not strong enough, and so he's hurled down to the earth, and uh, he accuses uh, uh, those who, are, uh, who have died uh, of their sins as he did uh, Joshua. But in Revelation 12, it says this, this great dragon was hurled down, the ancient serpent, right, going back to Genesis 3, the devil, Satan, the whole world, uh, who leads the whole world astray, and he's hurled to the earth. But then there's this loud voice in, in heaven saying, now have come the salvation of our God and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. And then it says, the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They have overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So Satan accuses us rightly, but he can't condemn us. Not in Christ Jesus. We have been purchased. We have been redeemed. We have been washed clean. We have new clothes put on us. The blood of the lamb, as the scriptures uh, say, uh, covers us. And the angel of death must pass over us. So though Satan may accuse, he can't condemn us. The Lord says to Satan, Zechariah 3, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? So also uh, we, we have those words. God himself speaking to our enemy. The Lord rebuke you. Our brother, Lord Jesus, beside us, giving us all of his works, the clothes given to us of his righteousness. And so this day we can use that little dagger. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Satan.